Welcome to Subject Across. I'm Caroline Donato, and that's Pete Kratza. We are going to speak about the following. The the importance of the initial client interview, setting expectations, and defining the relationship. Five people just stopped listening. (laughs) (laughs) See, you get to play my role here. I like it. Uh, Do I sound that boring? What is your what is your <laughs> approach like me? What is your yeah, seriously, I'm I'm trying to sound like you. Oh god. I'm I'm channeling Caroline Donato. I'm just gonna I need to walk en- off a cliff. I now. need to enunciate better <laughs> and speak like a television reporter. Do I right? sound like a television reporter? At times. Yeah. Well, I did work for CBS. I, the, see, I yeah. gave you that opportunity to yeah. work that in, right? And, you uh, know, my Walt internship Hunter, there. Walt Hunter. Yeah, I've heard that. I hope Walt's listening. Hey, yeah. Walt. Yeah. You could do a perfect, like that, uh, the Pete Schwetty thing. What's uh, that? Oh, my God. Pete Schwetty. We haven't talked about that before. Just tell me quickly. It's a Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Anna Geishauser and maybe I forget who the other one is in it. And Alec Baldwin. Where it's the holiday one, where it's Pete and he makes a, a Christmas confection called Pete's Schweddy Balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could you could be one of those female uh, announcers with your voice, like you know. That's how you. It's a compliment. Should I quit being a lawyer and just go straight to television? You should just do voice uh, voice acting. Oh, um, I got a face for radio. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to put my microphone so I can't see your face. Okay. Right there. How about that? That's good. I feel, more, that. co- I feel more comfortable. Look at that. Uh, all right. The initial client interview. Can you get serious for a minute? Yeah. Um, I'm relaxed because I'm not leading now. How? Well, but I'm going to be asking you questions. Okay. Why don't you talk about the import of the initial client interview? What do you want to get? <laughs> what do you want to get accomplished in the initial client interview? Wow, it's loaded. Okay. Uh, well, first, I want to get know, hired. Well, sure. Okay. First and foremost, I want to hear the client, potential client's concerns, because we want to make sure that we can address those concerns. Interesting. That's not my really approach. Well, I don't know. A lot of things funnel through me, so I have to hear the concerns to make sure it's something I can actually help with. Um, and also figure out the client's priorities, what their exposure is, their criminal exposure, meaning if they're charged with a crime, what's the maximum penalty for that crime? What are the implications of that? The sentencing guidelines, what's the exposure? And then the client's culpability, meaning um, how do you explain culpability? Risk of being convicted or level of responsibility for those allegations. And in understanding the client's exposure to being convicted and sentenced to a certain sentence, certain level of incarceration, and understanding their level of responsibility in the allegations, it helps manage the client's expectations as to what a reasonable and good and, um, I guess, the best possible outcome would be in their case. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm going to try not to sound like a lawyer, all right? Do you want to know if they did it? I do. Well, yeah. I do. Why? I know there's lawyers that say they don't. I want to know. When the reason you want to know what I tell them is that anything that they tell me is privileged. They could tell me they did it, and we could still go to trial. But we still know what their level of responsibility is and well, possible exposure. In order for us to give them the best 
um, advice, you know, whether to plea or go to trial or um, whether to talk to the police or not, we need to know the truth. Right. And to me, the, the, the most important part of that initial client interview is one, to develop, um, to, to foster uh, confidence in the client that I know what I'm talking about, that they can trust me, that I'm going to keep my mouth shut. They can tell me anything they want. I've heard everything. I'm not going to tell their neighbor, uh, oh, God, you're not going to believe what Bob told me. Or I'm not even going to tell their neighbor that I, that I represent Bob or that I met with Bob. The entire meeting is privileged. And the basis of that privilege is to protect them. Uh, but they need to be comfortable that we take that confidentiality seriously and we better because it our jobs depend on it um so yeah i always want the truth and i agree i never understood the the concept of you know don't don't tell me that yet don't tell me that yet the the point is that if i'm going to adequately represent you i need to know what i'm up against and in my experience it's very rare um if someone tells me that they've done it, that they haven't told other people already anyway that they've done it, who are going to be witnesses against them. Right. And the reason why when you asked me that question, I paused was because I didn't know if it was a trick question because I know oh, some lawyers. Oh, trick you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I know trick you. some lawyers say that they don't want to know, but I've never come across a time where I didn't want to know. No, I don't think it, you know, maybe some of them are good lawyers. I just, I don't think it makes sense. What's uh, the reasoning? Do you know the reasoning for why some criminal lawyers don't? To keep their options open in terms of how they're going to, I guess, present the case. It's aren't a little your, bit shady to well, tell you the truth. Aren't your options still open no matter what you know because of confidentiality? Well, whether the client can testify or not. You know, have you ever seen, um, I think it was in The Verdict, and I saw this at, at some point, Paul Newman, The Verdict. you ever see that movie? It's a great movie. I think I've seen clips of it. Uh, well, one of the clips is a, a guy is preparing – uh, the bad lawyer who's representing the hospital is preparing uh, a witness oh, yes, to testify. Oh, yes, I've seen this. And, you know, he's basically telling them what he's going to want them to say. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what that – that's kind of beyond the concept of I don't want to know the truth yet. I don't want to know, you know, because they don't want to restrict the ability to – because if a client tells us that they did it, well, they're not going to testify unless they want to confess in front of a judge or a jury. So some lawyers are reluctant to have them say that until they tell them all the things that they could tell them that would benefit their case. Uh, that's not a, it's not an ethical way to, to practice, and it's not, in my estimation, ultimately very effective either. Well, uh, I don't want a witness, uh, I'm sorry, a client who's going to get up and, and testify untruthfully, even, you know, first of all, if we know they're going to testify untruthfully, we can't have them testify. Well, that's that's suborning perjury. But if they do that's testify. Not that's not true. Well, I've, I've had ethics courses on this. If you have a client that you know is going to lie on the stand, um, first of all, you can signal it a couple of ways. You can go in the back with the judge and say. You want to withdraw. I want to withdraw. You know, can't. You can't withdraw. Okay. So say you're forced to stay in the case. Let them testify in a narrative. All you say is tell the jury in your own words what happened and sit back. Okay? Yeah, there are other things you can do. Like too. What? Well, you can ask to withdraw. Right. Um, you can tell them that they shouldn't be testifying. Um, and if they want to testify, frankly, I can't imagine a judge isn't going to let you out if you tell them right. that, that, that 
the reason. And you're allowed under those circumstances because, you know, it's about protecting your own backside at that point. Mm -hmm. You want to be um, a party to perjury. But the other point I was going to make is that even if you're not sure, you know, even if, if you stick your head in the sand like some of those uh, lawyers that you mentioned, juries are really good generally about assessing credibility. And unless you have a stone cold um, sociopath, uh, it's going to be seen through and you're setting yourself up. That's why to, at the outset, what I was saying is that in order for me to assess what's in client's best interest, I need to know the truth. If I know that the client did something wrong, but we have a reasonable doubt case anyway, well, then client can keep their mouth shut. They can sit next to me. They can try to look innocent, but they're not going to testify. And I'm going to argue that the Commonwealth didn't prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, and that's these... how we can go to trial, notwithstanding the fact that they, they've admitted it. And to bring it back to our topic of conversation, and oh my gosh, I realized in our last episodes we didn't hit our bits. Oh, great. We're going to have to do that. No, I don't, I don't want to do a bit. No, we got to do a bit. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, you can't make me. Um, <laughs> what else do we have in terms of our initial consult? Setting expectations is kind of uh, uh, related to that. Um, you know, we have to be very clear that we're not allowed to guarantee results. We can, based upon uh, uh, experience handling so many cases, we can um, tell them what is a reasonable goal and the fact that we're very optimistic that we're going to obtain that goal. Um, I don't set percentages. I've amassed that every, you know, <laughs> every fifth interview. What are, well, the, what chances? are, what are the chances? <laughs> I'm not a percentage guy. Right. There are too many variables. You don't know what judge we're going to get. We don't know what prosecutor we're going to get. And we don't know what jury we're going to get if we're if we're going to trial. There's only so much we can control. Um, but setting reasonable expectations and letting them also, in terms of expectations, what they should expect of us. The fact that if they hire you or me, that you or, or, or I, you or me? You or me. You or me. That that's who their lawyer is. Um, and that we're going to be accessible, that we're going to answer their questions. You know, I, I give my cell phone out. Some people think that's crazy. I know you do, too. Well, you make me give my cell phone out. You made me put it on my card. Yeah, oh. I think it's great. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I so encourage the, the clients to email me. What, what, they, what they, You are old. You or call 31. my direct dial. Um, what, you know, what they should expect from us when they hire us. We talk about the uh, the fee engagement letter, the fact that they should always have a, a fee engagement letter from a lawyer. Um, it should be in writing, uh, in terms of you know what the fee structure is, um, and uh, related to that. And one of these uh, the talking points that we have here is defining the relationship, explaining the function of the lawyer, explaining uh, uh, the fact that lawyer make certain strategic decisions, but, you know, client, obviously client input is is paramount. Client always decides whether they're going to uh, testify or not at a, at a trial. Client always decides whether they're going to plead guilty or not. And the fact that even if client uh, disagrees with my opinion or assessment doesn't mean like I, you know, fold my tent up and say, well, you're not listening to me, you know, the hell with you. Um, you don't have to always follow my advice. I still represent you. Right. And the function of the lawyer is to advise and suggest certain decisions, but ultimately it is the client's job to decide. And often they'll say, well, you tell me what to do. 
And sometimes, I love that. Well, sometimes we'll have a strong opinion. I advise you do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a case that in March was going to go to trial and was able, right before we picked the jury, uh, to procure a misdemeanor probation plea. And even though my client had maintained... Procure? Get? Yeah. <laughs> Do you talk like this around the house too? Procure and I think so. Hyperbolic and I think so. Yeah, yeah, this is me. Man, your poor kids are going to be so nerdy. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I think it's because of that nitro cold brew I had to drink this morning because I had to go to Starbucks. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't bring Pedialyte into the studio today. No, I feel okay. I've been sleeping a little more. All right. Um, but the the point is sometimes there are those cases where we say, client, you have to take this deal. It's in your best interest. I'm not leaving this room <laughs> until you make a knowing, intelligent, and voluntary decision to take this deal that's in your best interest. <laughs> Pete's looking over. The microphones in this room have, like, they're kind of new looking and they have giant black covers. Look like flies' eyes. <laughs> And they're huge, and Pete put it in front of his face. <laughs> well, you told me to stop looking at you. I know, but just But it's like... a little disconcerting. I'm, like, looking at this thing. It's, like, <laughs> huge black clown nose. This is when we start to unravel. Yeah, um, that's a good but, point. But, you know, we're not, we're not done All yet right. because oh, the last not... two oh. episodes we forgot bits. So we're just going to oh, do two man. bits just to break it up. It's what they want. You go first. Well, hold on. Let's say what they are. Pete wanted to change. The first bit we were doing in the last few episodes were you may think you can, but you can't. But Pete wanted to get rid of it. Because it just gave me so much anxiety. (laughs) Pete gets a lot of anxiety about the structure. So the last two episodes. Are you sure that people really want this? They asked. I wouldn't have known what a bit was but for them. What was the other bit that I suggested? So the bit you suggested was when I'm king (laughs) of... You are Rammy right now. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, but it's just so crazy. Okay. All right. Well, when you're king of the world, When right? I'm king of the world. So when Pete is king of the world, go. Oh, I go first? Yeah, go ahead. You can do this one. Oh, mine's kind of serious. When I'm king of the world, um, all prisons everywhere will have mandated uh, educational components. Isn't that boring? So even county prison is what you're saying. Any prison, anywhere. You go to jail for a a month or more. There's some sort of an educational program. If you're in a a, what we would call state prison and you're going to prison for, um, you know, a year or two years or three years, you either learn a trade or you get a a GED or you get a college uh, degree. um, And when you do it, you get good time credit. Oh, I like that. Do you want to explain what that means, though? Well, like you get time off your sentence. Right. But it'll be required to do. You have to do this first. So no matter. I think the problem in our world is that we're um, generally not educated enough. And I would look to, instead of warehousing people, um, educate people. And I'm not saying that all ignorant people are in jail. I just think as a society, we don't learn enough. And what better, you have a captive audience there, you know, um, learn a trade, learn, learn, uh, you know, get a degree. It'll combat recidivism. Um, and I, I, it'll better people instead of just warehousing them. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. All right. So when you're king of the world, I mean, what, mine it, was yours not... is probably going to be, uh, all what, what's your dog's name? Wilbur. Well, you said Wilbur's, uh, uh, Instagram page will be mandated viewing. 
Actually, it's been really inactive. Oh, really? I haven't been very good about that. Oh. Um, I bet Wilbur feels neglected since you moved into the new house. Why? Because you're not paying attention to him. You have this big house as opposed to that little apartment that you guys used to have. Well, I don't, I don't know that it's any different now. He has more room to roam. Yeah, I don't know, man. I bet Wilbur's feeling neglected. I, I think he's fine. Okay. I think he's okay. But I thought you said that when I'm king of the world is limited to work stuff. Well, see, this is why I don't understand the whole bit thing. I thought the bit thing was related to the to all this, which constricts me. No, no. I mean, it's whatever you want to make it. All right. From now, from henceforth, I'm going to try to talk like Caroline. Henceforth, uh, the bits are not restricted to legal stuff. So can I say when I'm king of the world? Well, as long as it's appropriate for listenership. When I'm king of the world, I would will be driven everywhere. I will never have to drive again. It's very self-centered of you. The king of the world is oh. you're improving the world. Oh, I thought it was about you. Not improving your oh, life. improving the world. Yeah. When I'm king of the world, um, health care for all. Oh, okay. Ooh. I know. And, and you're, who's going to pay for it, you and your driver? <laughs> well, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Okay, our last bit is. What's that? Uh, you don't know this, but I have no idea. I know I know nothing. <laughs> this, that's nothing? my protest. My protest against the bit. Mm, okay. I'll All right, you one. do it. You don't know this, but Pete and I share each other's half birthdays. Oh yeah, even I didn't know that. I tell you this every <laughs> I know, birthday. I don't, I don't retain it though. He's <laughs> like, how do you know my birthday? Well, it's my half birthday. I didn't understand the concept of a half birthday. Every but, six months. Okay. So he's yeah, April sixth, yeah. and I'm October sixth. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why we're yin and yang, man. I guess. I guess. All right, that's it for this All episode. Right. We've unraveled officially. Exactly. All right. See you see all ya. next time. <laughs>